0: Welcome in to the Sports on Tap podcast today, live on YouTube as well. And of course, the regular podcast version. If you want to watch live with us every episode, you can go to the youtube.com slash the sports on tap and all the links are in the description for those that are watching the live. I'm Sammy on tap and I'm George on tap. What's going on, Sam? What's happening? Welcome in uh, today. It's our first time doing this on YouTube live in a while. Um, so we'll be going live. If uh, if people come in, just make sure you put comments. Always, you know, always schedule to watch us. That, that should be the goal. Uh, today, we got a plethora of topics. Um, and we're going to start with George. Usually we don't do this, but obviously there's uh, something in sports that we need to talk about that's not the most fun conversation. Um, right. But it's Damar Hamlin and what happened to the young Bills player. Uh, an absolutely sad situation scary it was one of the first times in my life watching sports that i felt like i was gonna cry watching a live sport
1: yeah it was it was one of the most heartbreaking and hardest things i've I've seen in sports Uh, i mean there's not much really like i think everyone knows uh how everyone feels about this it's not something easy to talk about it's not something easy to even think about you can only you know imagine what his mom and family and you know everyone around him is going through and at the end of the day it puts sports in perspective right i mean these guys do play a sport that's really violent and then they have they come out and they're playing you know in front of millions and millions of people and in a snap of a finger his whole life changed and you're just pulling for the guy and hoping he can get through because uh it's a tragedy um of all sorts um i mean the to us but even more to his family and it's gonna be really hard to watch football this weekend and not think about it
0: yeah i mean it's it's very troublesome for me to not think about or very i guess difficult sorry is a better word for me not think about because you've seen a lot of guys you know almost paralyzed on the field and you've seen a lot of guys of extremely bad concussions and different things but never something like this where i thought a guy was lifeless on the ground on live tv and i think it's really sad it brings up a lot of topics about football that we've talked about for a long time, which is, is it a sport that, you know, people would even want their kids playing these days. And some people will say yes still. And it's a fluke, you know, moment or like a one in a billion chance. Some people will definitively say, no, I don't, I don't want to see my kids play a sport that this can happen. Um, So for me at the end of the day, it was one of the more scary situations I've ever seen in a sporting event. if not the scariest, but uh, I'm just praying that he, makes it out. sounds like things are getting a little bit better today. And he's obviously he's alive. He's I know he's on breathing tubes, but it's a better situation than what it first seemed like, I guess, so to say, right. At least there's progression, not going backwards, which is what I like. Right.
1: I mean, that's all you can really hope for at this time. So, I mean, God, I don't, but I don't even know how they're going to play the games on Sunday. I would have found a way to postpone these games for a week. I, I mean, I'm sure the whole entire NFL is going to be thinking of it. And even, like, I mean, the Bills play are supposed to play on Sunday. The Bengals are supposed to play on Sunday. Like, that's four days from now. I don't know how they're going
0: to be able to muster up the, like, energy to even go out there and play. I don't know. And I don't know what they should do. I don't know if they should be canceling the game. Um, that's an option, right? I mean, it's an option to postpone or cancel games, but it's, it's really – I have no idea what's going to happen, to be honest. That's all I'm going to say. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm just praying for a a miracle recovery right now. Um, I guess it, I, I, George, I honestly, it's the first time in a lot, you know me, a man of a lot of words, but this is one of the first times, like, especially in sports, that I'm just like speechless about what to say because it's so much bigger than sports, right? This is like a guy being lifeless on a football field and his teammates potentially saw him not breathing right like having cardiac arrest and i never thought i mean those teammates probably never thought they'd see anything like that in their entire lives so it's
1: 110 no, to- percent, man so I, I i'm also speechless as there's, there's not really words you can do to describe like the situation really you can't yeah.
0: just keep praying for him and his family and let's hope it all works out um i think it does bring up, you know, the safety topic that we've talked about. I know you mentioned it, or I thought you tweet about it. I think that, you know, it maybe we shouldn't have added games in these football seasons. And I know it was a fluke second, you know, that, that probably could have happened in a week one or a week seventeen. But at the end of the day, the more we're seeing with the lack of safety that football brings, right? And I know we all love the sport; it brings us entertainment, joy. brings a lot of people. Money changing their families' lives, but and brings people together. I mean,
1: it's a sport, yeah. right? Everyone loves it. And uh, like you're saying, the 17-week season. Here's the thing, like, okay, we so didn't need
0: it. It what my point was, we didn't need yeah. an extra game.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone was watching NFL and is like, you know, what we really need is one extra game to make it uneven too. Now you play 17 instead of 16 games. Like, just in general, um, it wasn't necessary. And I wouldn't be completely surprised mm-hmm. if, but in the next collective bargaining agreement, it goes back down to 16 games.
0: Yeah, especially here. We we saw this year with like Tua, right? And we saw with now DeMar Hamlin. We've seen just in general, always with head injuries and different injuries to people. There's more to it that makes me think, man, like do we need all these games or not? And that I'm really leaning at the we don't No, We do. We really do not. Really do not. (sighs) Well, let's pray for his family. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there's i guess fortunately unfortunately there's not much more to say other than uh let's move on to some more positive topics i guess it's hard but here we are um we wanted to mention it so we're not you know not ignoring what's happened and the team they played against was one of those uh was the team that we were planning on talking about and joe burrow and the Bengals, because they might be the best team in the NFL. Now we didn't get to obviously see a, a matchup between the Bills and Bengals, which was a all-time type of matchup for a regular season game. But are the Bengals maybe the on the exact right path to make a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl again, just like last year?
1: Yeah, they totally are. And like literally, I think if you're a betting man, they might be the best bet to win the Super Bowl. Um, they're riding on a you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game winning streak heading into that uh, game that was, we just spoke about it and It was postponed, but um, yeah. I mean, a seven game winning streak, they're hot at the right time. One and two, I feel like everyone kept is still like trying their hardest to like figure out who is the guy, who is the guy, right? Who, who is uh, Patrick Mahomes biggest rival? Um, people want to say Josh Allen could be, people want to say, um, Herbert. Herbert could be, but really like Lamar Jackson, Lamar Did they, Jack- the
0: AFC is fucking stacked. It's stacked, <laughs> but I think
1: it's Joe Burrow. He's the only one who's really done anything in the playoffs of like huge substantial evidence that he can get to a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that, you know, Josh Allen can't, I'm not saying that, uh, Herbert won't. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence who like, he, you know, he's really coming to his own won't, but I think that Joe Burrow in year two, um, really just showed out. And like now in year three, he's doing it again. And it's like everyone wants to find someone else other than Joe Burrow to praise. And I think they're just going to... I think they're the best bet to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I think the AFC is much better than the NFC. I, the winner of the AFC, I think, will win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Uh, we say that with the one exception. And I don't know what it's going to be because of uh the 49ers and Brock Purdy. I don't know what their... Like, is this guy going to continue to do the same thing that he's doing, right? Is he going to continue to be, I mean, what? Like a perfectly, easily suitable guy to take them to... I don't think he's lost yet, right? Like, right? just like a perfect situation? I don't know. It seems weird. But other than them and the Eagles slightly, I still don't know if the Eagles... Eagles kind of remind me of uh, like the Raven situation the last couple of years. I just feel like... This is the year where Jalen Hurts wins MVP, potentially. I know he's been hurt, so he might not, but it has Mm -hmm. that Lamar uh, Ravens feel like two years ago, like best quarterback in the NFL this year. A lot of regular season wins, but you have to learn in the playoffs first, right? So as you said, the AFC seems like the only place that has has all those options, so it's hard. um, And it's hard to say who's the biggest rival to Patrick Mahomes, but I think it is Joe Burrow because I think I heard Colin Cowherd say this the other day. Joe Burrow is the closest thing we have to like a Tom Brady. Now he's not like the fanciest, the biggest arm, the most, you know, most athletic, the most, whatever it is, the most gifted. Now he was a number one pick, right? So that's the only difference, but Joe Burrow was kind of an underdog for a lot of parts of his college career. He came in, he's a pocket quarterback that kind of just gets things done, whether it's, pretty or not, right? Right. He's not always like a Josh Allen, like the gunslinger or the Patrick Mahomes or the Herbert where it's like the perfect model of what a quarterback's supposed to be. So to me, Joe Burrow is that number one rival to Mahomes and I genuinely think he'll tie him this year in Super Bowls. I mean, Mahomes been to two and only won one. Right, people act like
1: Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have won 15 Super Bowls. It's like, who's going to dethrone the Chiefs? Like, Well, they've won one Super Bowl. They've been, yeah, and and they've you, you
0: think the way they're talking about, it, like, you think they've won like four,
1: right? Like, hey, he's already
0: good, like, done. His career's over. He already won his super. Bowl.
1: Right. And, and like, all these like idiots uh, forget um, who, what was the AFC championship game last year? Uh, Bengals, Chiefs. Yeah. And the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, it, it's time to put well, some respect on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. It really is.
0: Yes. Um, now, the Chiefs actually did win the Super Bowl. So I mean, we yes, we can't of make course, more yeah, yeah they yeah, won one. And the Bengals lost one. But I feel like we're like talking about Mahomes. Like, and I think it's what people are getting mistaken, right? And the comparison is one when it comes to Mahomes, and this is kind of a side rant. But Mahomes, he has that Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees thing where they won a Super Bowl. And what I think people aren't realizing is. That doesn't guarantee you're gonna have five in your career. And I feel like we're already crowning Mahomes as like the next Tom Brady, right? Like four Super Bowls. Like he has one, and there's a lot of guys that only won one. And there's a lot of guys like Russell Wilson who went to two Super Bowls and only won one. And there's a lot of guys in general that have only won one after winning. I feel like Joe Burrow, the type of quarterback he is, maybe it's a little outlandish, but I feel like number one, he's gonna to go to back-to-back Super Bowls, and I feel like they're gonna win this year. I don't know why I have that feeling. I feel like yes, last year was the the Rams year, I think they're going to go and win this year. And I still feel like for some reason, we're going to have Patrick Mahomes in this different stratosphere as Joe Burrow as like a public, because for some reason, like you said, it feels like people are acting like Mahomes has won like four Super Bowls already. I don't know why that is. I don't, I feel like he's already crowned like this hall of fame, multiple champion, but he's not. (laughs) That's what confuses me. Yeah, he he hasn't, I mean, he's won
1: one. And I, I've been all saying it, like, look, Joe, uh, Dan Marino, right? He went to the Super Bowl early in his career and never went back. John Elway went to three Super Bowls earlier in, in his career. It took him until his final two seasons to win one. Um, The Super Bowls aren't just like given. They're really hard to win. Like even like Burrow, I know me and you, I think are both choosing going to choose the Bengals and we're saying, you know, the Bengals are the best bet to win the Super Bowl. But at the same time, like I would never, I wouldn't even be like super duper shocked if uh, the Bengals never make a Super Bowl ever again with Joe Burrow. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm now I think they will. But, so, like, but, that so, yeah. but it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like that's my point. It happens. So I wouldn't be shocked at all. So um and even Mahomes, if Mahomes never wins another Super Bowl in his career, I'm not gonna sit here and be shocked. Like Aaron yeah.
0: Rodgers has one, like you just said. And only been to one? Also, right? Been to one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, that's great examples. One. I mean, Tom uh Peyton Manning, if it wasn't for that final stretch in denver i mean the guy was sitting at one also and he was yes. considered maybe the most he was considered better than tom brady and aaron like probably the most talented quarterback of all time or whatever you want to call it right like fundamentally the best quarterback and he also only had one so let's never count out that idea that or the concept that it's really fucking hard <laughs> to make super bowls in the nfl <laughs> exactly. and not everyone does it like, exactly and it's not because it's not you know last
1: one of the last things i want to say about that part of the clip like that part of the um, question is so Super Bowls are a lot harder I think than NBA like going to the NBA championship and stuff because there's not a seven game series right it's one game you almost kind of have to like play it perfectly to make a Super Bowl you have to go on a run go undefeated you can't lose one game to win a Super Bowl yeah it's like
0: perfection is the only way to actually win
1: uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's not so it's not like the NBA where like all right, we lost game one, let's go rebound game two. You lose one game, you're done. So, um, which makes it, if you think about, it, even more remarkable that Tom Brady has seven of them.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, seven to be honest. But you have to remember, if Tom Brady, uh, he lost those two against the Giants, so his Super Bowl wins were ten years apart. I mean, he won in, right. I just looked it up to make sure it was exactly accurate. He won in 2001, 2003, 2004, but then his next Super Bowl win wasn't until really luckily beating the Seattle Seahawks. I'm a Seahawks fan and Tom Brady's the goat. I'm not saying his Super Bowls were lucky, but that was like, uh, if you replayed that 10, 15 times, the Seahawks probably won 14 of them, right? 15, <laughs> if he didn't throw a pick on the one yard line. So it took him 10 year gap in a interception on the one yard line with 20 seconds left to win 10 years later and even the next one against the uh the next one against the falcons it took a 18 to 3 comeback i mean like that's 28 how, to three 20, yeah sorry 28 to three that's how perfect things have to go for you to win super bowls like it has to go every it took them 10 years to get to that seahawks win moment where they beat the seahawks but even that moment like you said you have to win every game and everything had to go exactly your way like a simple one yard throw would have changed the whole outlook. Tom Brady would be sitting on one less Super Bowl, right? So, <laughs> Super Bowls are very different. It's not. It's or like it's or not he could a also game. be it's sitting. He could players. also
1: be sitting on two more Super Bowls of two, like fantastic Super Bowls. Yeah, I know, but I think he. Uh, I, I think the Eagles won. They lost like pretty like, you know,
0: fair and square. The, um, they, the, the Philly special was like. Kind of a big moment, too, right? It was a close game. It was a I close remember, game. I don't don't was, remember the score. Yeah, it was a close game. I think the Patriots had
1: a b- ball down eight with a chance to tie the game. But, I mean, the two, like the helmet catch and the Mario Manningham catch, like Eli Manning pulled off some crazy throws at the end of the game. Like those, I mean, those don't get caught 99% of the time, both catches.
0: Yeah, that's true. But then you can say the same thing about, like, the Russell Wilson interception. And, totally. Uh, what, what was it called? The the Julian Edelman catch yep. against the Falcons. Like I guess it, it's all relative, right? And they lost by eight. So, I mean, they had the ball, like you said, to go down to potentially tie it. So, but it's everything has to go your way. That's just how football works. <laughs> Absolutely. And it didn't that time for the Patriots.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, do you have anything to add on the Bengals, or should we uh, talk about things going people's way? Cause incentives are coming this weekend in NFL. <laughs>
0: prize picks incentives. It's time to make some money, my friends.
1: I love making money. And I think a lot of these players also love making money. That That's why we're doing an incentive-based prize pick. So Sammy, you introduced this topic since uh, you came up with it.
0: Okay. So here's the deal. And I want to do these more often, George. I want to... For people that are tuning in live or people listening on the podcast, we'll probably clip this out for like TikTok and different things. We're going to give you this weekend's best bet on prize picks. Okay. And of course, if you use prize picks... Use our promo code SONT, S O N T, or use uh, the link that's in the description on YouTube and everywhere it's on the podcast links too. They'll match you up to 100 bucks. You put in 100 bucks, they'll give you a free 100 bucks. If you put in 20, they'll give you 20. So use that code to help support us and let's make money with it. Let's do the best of those six pick, like 10 times payouts, right? Yeah. So let's pick six of these guys and let's go through some of them. Um, I saw this tweet by Sal Verdi. It's a daily fantasy dude, right? And he said, uh, There's 13 players in week 18 that have incentives. So let's see who we can bet. And I guess the best way to do this is if you have a pen and paper, George, just write it down so we can recap it at the end or something. All right, I'm um, going to type it. I, I got to type okay. typer. Typer. And let's just say what you like. I got a computer, a typer. What the hell am I talking? About? I got a typing machine. Let's talk about the ones we like and the ones we don't. And right. some are on defense. You can't really use that for prize picks, I think, but you could use it for betting. But yeah. Patrick when Patrick Mahomes needs 430 yards to set the record. He faces, uh, he faces the Raiders, who has the thirtieth secondary. He averages 323 yards a game since 2019, and his prop is at around 290. Whew. Do you think he'll, he'll hit that, or should we, should we skip that one for now? Let's skip
1: that one for now. I'm leaning under because I think they're going to be...
0: Actually, he's now... Line. Sorry, that's changed. He's now at 312 and a half. Ooh, that's a lot. He's not going to get 400, right? No, I, I'm going under there. Okay, so let's not, even, let's not even mark that as part of our play. Okay. Let's just do these overs, make it fun. Let's see. That's a that one. Mark it as under, I guess. You know, I I did, I did. I marked it as under, but doesn't
1: mean we're necessarily using
0: it. This one's for betting, okay? This one's not for Prize Picks, but I'll mention it because I also put us. We have that bet us uh, code. I'll put that in the link too, if you want to bet. Carl Lawson needs one sack to earn six hundred thousand. He faces the number thirty-one offensive line in football, the Dolphins. So, do you think he'll get a sack? Six hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah. Over one sack for Carl Lawson. Yeah, or one sack, whatever it is. Bet I'm getting a sack. Okay, here we go. Christian Kirk needs two catches for a $500,000 bonus. And he needs 91 yards to trigger a $500,000 bonus. He has a million dollar bonus on the line, Christian Kirk. Now, I'll look up his, uh, let me look up his like uh, over under. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, because this is tough because they're half. playing... Ooh, 54 and a half. I'm taking the over. I don't know if he's going to get his incentive like all the way, but I'm taking the over on that. I mean, it's a big game. Um, the, It's a mu- win and go to the playoffs for the Jaguars. So.
0: Okay, that's the first guaranteed one, Jordan. We're taking Christian Kirk over 54 and a half yards. Um, Justin Fields
1: needs sixty. He's, uh, he's out. He, they just
0: called him out for the game. No. No. Yeah. So sure? he's nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's not playing. That's a killer. He needed 64 yards to set the QB rush record. Yeah, he's not going to be
1: setting the QB rush record, unfortunately. But let me—I'm just going to confirm that he's out because I saw that earlier today. Um. But yeah, I—I I do know that Justin Fields is supposed to be out. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Peterson will start for the Bears in the season finale. Okay.
0: That sucks. Um, Khalif Raymond. Okay, George. Let's do Khalif Raymond. All right, Khalif Raymond.
1: God, I hate he needs this. seven catches. Okay, he's not going. They're starting Malik Willis at quarter. Like is Malik Willis going to complete seven passes? Yeah, hey,
0: no, let's skip that one. This one I like. You ready? Yeah. Gerald Everett needs five catches to have two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He has had five plus catches and 50% of his games played this year. Jeez, it's going to be close. And they face Denver, who allows the third most tight end catches. You know
1: what? Uh, what's his over-under on catches on uh, prize pick? I like. I do like this one. I'm getting there. I'm having an issue with my prize picks, George. Things aren't loading. I don't know what's going on. Sometimes, you know, whenever you need something to work, it just doesn't work. That's technology these days. Yeah, why, why is this doing it to me? I don't know, man. Um, I wonder if they have like a website, like where you can see the prize pick numbers, prize picks numbers. Let's see if they got anything out there. That no, doesn't seem like they do. Prize I'm picks. upset. <laughs> yeah, you can. No, you can sign in online, but um, I forgot my password. You can. You couldn't
0: do it on the computer. I just think the props are a little messed up right now. But let's see. Like, why can't I get Justin Jefferson? There it is. Okay, let's do Justin Jefferson. He's on. I there. thought Did Gerald Everett. You find
1: him? No, no. I thought. Oh, you hadn't found Gerald Everett. No. I don't no. Know. Okay. His, okay. His
0: prop's down right now, apparently. Okay. Justin Jefferson. This is an interesting one. He needs 194 yards to set the record for most yards in the season. He's not going to do that, probably, right? But he produced 154 yards against Chicago earlier this year. His prop is at 90 and a half. He has hit it in three out of the last five games as well. Let's take the over on Justin Jefferson there. I think he's going to finish off this season hot. I do, too. Let's take over 90 and a half. You know why else, too, George? He had 15 yards, one catch against Green Bay. They had a shit game, and now they're playing the Bears. Kirk Cousins is going to throw for like 500 yards Yeah, but the
1: problem is (laughs) if they're winning by so much that he comes out early in the game, that's the only issue that could arise here. Okay, but. But I'm still taking it over. Do
0: you like my concept? Let's let's hope it doesn't then. Okay, why is Zay Jones not on right now?
1: Zay Jones, man. He fucked me over in fantasy, by the way.
0: Yeah, he actually did. But he needs two catches.
1: He's not
0: He's not showing up on the thing right now. What are we at, George?
1: Right now, we got Patrick Mahomes under yards, Christian Kirk over yards, Justin Jefferson over yards. Okay. Gerald Everett, we don't know what his yards are, so we're kind of looking for it.
0: Yeah, he's not on there right now.
1: And Carl Lawson over one sack, but that's just a bet bet, not a prize pick, so... We're trying to build a prize pick here, but we got Mahomes, Kirk, and Jefferson,
0: which, by the way, I do kind of like that prize pick in general. Yeah, we might have to just stick to that because yeah. I'm having – like I feel like they're moving some lines right now because there's not a lot of uh,
1: – Yeah, wait. you know what? We're, I know when you go live on YouTube and you're put, giving out these t- easier picks and
0: like guarantees they mm-hmm. move the lines on people all the time. They do. They do. That's probably what's happening. And you know what else is happening? Probably George, it's week 18. There's some people that are going to get benched. They're probably pulling it like there's no bears players on here. It's probably because Justin Fields got called out. They don't know where to set the lines. Week 18 weird because some teams like the lions, for example, some say they want to play spoiler. If the Seahawks win, let's say some people might right. say they wouldn't want to, and they might fucking rest some people so they don't get hurt. Right? So you, it's a really hard time to set lines. Let's just stick to the one we have. I like it. This one, this, this segment's going to get a lot better for you people in the future, but we trust promise. You, yeah, No, no. Cause like in the future, there's not going to be wake week 18 or NBA. They don't change it. Like, right. Yeah. You know, That's the problem with it. We just have like, yeah, you're right. Week 18 is kind of a hard time to do it, Yeah, but we're locking in. Can you name them again? What are we locking in? on? Yeah. Price? Yeah.
1: Patrick Mahomes under yards, Christian Kirk. Uh, I didn't write down what was Over. Patrick, but, uh, no, I didn't under, write down Patrick Mahomes yards but under whatever they are. Christian Kirk over 54 and a half and Justin Jefferson over 90 and a half yards.
0: Okay, and the, just an just a FYI, the Mahomes is, we're doing under 312. Under 312, okay. Okay. Boom, lock it in
1: and uh, we'll be betting with you. It's locked and loaded, baby.
0: Locked and loaded. We'll be betting with you. I'll throw that up on on the screen or something on a, on a TikTok for y'all to see. So Follow us at the Sports on Tap on all platforms too. For real, George, I think that's an important plug right now. Make -hmm. sure you follow us on all social, like uh, at the sports on tap on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, because we will put up things like bettings, bets for the days and different content. So make sure you guys follow us there. But lock it in. That's your uh, prize picks play of the week. All right, George. I think we're moving on to college football. Love it. Um, Big national
1: championship game on Monday. I am so excited to watch it. TCU. What do you say? Point Frogs? what is it
0: it's this george it's this it's two it's a horn it's very simple like this two horns yeah horn frogs horn frogs you're the only person in america that that's not enjoying like watching an underdog team like do well i feel like are you one of those people that don't like success for others
1: uh no it's not that uh, i like success for myself and i've bet constantly against tcu and constantly have lost betting against tcu so yeah i'm a little salty about them uh, basically uh costing my pocket a good amount of money this season
0: well that's your fault i warned you week six remember george i told you Horn no prize. i you i don't know that. i don't know if it was week six
1: but you it was did not against warn kansas me. state whatever week the kansas state game was not and then of course of course, course, I didn't bet against them in the big 12 championship game against Kansas state for like the first time ever. And then they won won the game. So yeah, that was great.
0: Yeah. And then they, then you bet against them because you like Michigan speaking of the college football players, we do want to talk about how do you fix it? Right. Um, and now some people might think that's a stupid topic because they might think it doesn't need to be fixed, but I think there's some fixing that needs to be done. And I mean, I think it's quite clear whether it's for money or for they think it could be a better product. The college football committee also thinks it needs to be fixed in some way or bettered because they've planned on the 12-team playoff. We've debated eight teams. We've debated, you know, a fifth team and get for six teams and two wild cards. My question, because you see TCU win, right? You see a TCU beat a Michigan. And it makes me think like Alabama could have beat Michigan and TCU and won the national championship this year makes me think that easily easily right like if if i told you today it's tcu versus bama who are you taking bama i think i might take bama over uh georgia today yeah me too so do you think where we're at is good or do you think it needs to be fixed in some ways a little bit bigger a little bit different like well what's your first thoughts i'll tell you mine after Okay, my first thoughts
1: are number one, they are going to change it, right? It's supposed to be t- going to be moving to 12 teams, I believe, in one or two years. I forget. Honestly, like college yeah. football is so freaking weird because, like, they did announce they're going to move it, but I have no idea when. And I also think, like, it might it could also not happen, right? Like, isn't that how it is, even though they agreed on it? You never know. <laughs> anyway, the point is, um, I like how it is personally. I think the regular season in college football is the most meaningful regular season in all sports. Um, and every single game kind of matters. And I kind of like that. Um, it's like an ultimate playoff. I feel like the whole season is a playoff. And then I think diluting it to 12 teams is not going to do great for college. football. I just don't, I I'm going to watch it, right? Like it doesn't like, for example, I don't like the play in game in the NBA right? I watch the play in games. <laughs> like, you're, gonna,
0: you're interested. I'm you know, going to be that?
1: interested in it, but I think it's going to dilute the regular season. I That's all I think really. It's going to dilute the regular season a little bit. Like when Bama plays LSU and you know, the winner in week nine is probably going to make the playoffs and the uh, losers probably out like that means so much in the regular season, like in general. And now that that's probably never going to happen again, where oh, cool, Bama lost to LSU, well, they're both going to be in, like, which is really rare nowadays. Like, yeah, there are scenarios where both teams will go in. It's rare. I'm going to counter that
0: extremely. Now college football teams have something to play for, actually. It's the opposite of that because 99% of college football games mean nothing now because of only a four-team playoff. So when Alabama lost their second game, their games officially meant nothing unless every team ahead of them lost, which they didn't. Uh, Tennessee, who's the sixth best team in the nation, met, met, their season means nothing now. I know people can say bowl games matter. They don't. No one gives a shit about bowl game victories now, right? Like these games. Do you care if you won the Cotton ball? Like, like whatever, right? Right. So at the end of the day, for teams like USC and teams like, you know, I guess USC is a good example. Yeah, that. One is a weird example because their season did get spoiled and rightfully so, right? But for the majority of games, like instead of a game meaning nothing to Tennessee the last week, because if we lose whatever, we're not gonna be in the orange bowl, we'll be in the cotton bowl. Compared to if we keep winning, we actually have a shot at making the college football playoffs. I think it's gonna add excitement. I think it adds some thrill. But at the end of the day, I I think you're right in some sense that anytime you add things, it does dilute some some part of or some it's going to dilute the regular season now and or also like dilute the playoffs i mean like the first couple of rounds just don't mean as much as yeah you know, like
1: what is that i don't know if it's 12 to see how would 12 so is there gonna be two bye weeks so how many rounds would the playoffs
0: be four maybe three the probably first four teams gonna buy or something
1: yeah i'm trying to think like how it'd be set up here's my thing also like i know people are like it's gonna solve a lot of problems because like number five alabama now is like unhappy now they'll be happy the 13th best team in the country is always gonna be fucking pissed off it's still gonna to go to a committee it's never gonna be per- it will never be perfect
0: yeah that's fine no one cares no, no, no. if the 13th team is like unfairly not put in that's that's the problem is there are four more than four teams that should be competing for the championship. Now yeah. you can't argue there's more than like 25, like five, if if you've lost like two, three games, even with a 12 team playoff, you're not going to be in there. Right. And if you're too lane, you'll get your shot because there's enough space. And if you win, you're proven right. If you get your ass, you get your ass but Cincinnati. I don't think like, yeah, but Cincinnati, I mean, they, they lost by like 17, right. It was like, they didn't score shit in the game, but like, I've seen teams get embarrassed worse. I've seen Oregon lose by 50 in a playoff game before. Like it just happens, you know, like yeah, qu- question, great, but what would out. you do
1: to fix it? Yeah. Okay. But like, I think we all agree here, right? Like, I mean, we, we, we agree to disagree here. We see it completely differently. I like the four. You want bigger. But What would you do to fix
0: it? Like, what what's your fix to fix it? I would probably go with, I think eight's a good number. I think 12 is a little much like we you're saying. Like, twelves like, damn, are we adding like th- four weeks to the season? Like, what are we doing here? Like, right. Yeah, I would uh, be okay with eight. Eight seems nice. I would give those first, I'd even maybe give like the top four, uh, top two might even get like two buys, like automatically in the semifinals. And then you have, you know, whatever it is, I, like I, I five think... versus eight versus, and then six versus seven. And the winners of those games play three and four. Okay, and then one and two other oh, high. okay. That's cool. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. So one and two only have to play two games to win a national championship. If you're eight seed, you'd have to win three straight. Uh, if you're a four or five or three or four seed, you have to win three straight. So like, it's kind of be like hmm. tiers, right? So now if Alabama, you you don't, okay, you want to be in the playoffs, even though you know, you're not in that top four, you're going to have to win three straight games against, you know, TCU, then, then Tennessee, then play Georgia. What would you say to people who say now the bowl games don't
1: matter at all? Which, by the way, I'm not a bowl game guy. I'd like, say they don't matter already. <laughs> yeah, because I, I agree. But people love the Rose Bowl uh, for some reason, which, by the way, I the do. The Rose Bowl to... would be part
0: of the college football playoffs because okay. those teams would probably both be in most 99 okay. percent. That's just like now. I mean, isn't the Rose Bowl sometimes part of the playoffs? Yeah, it is sometimes part so of the playoffs. all those major five bowl games will be part of the playoffs. Now, that's why I probably that's probably why they're doing 12 teams, actually. Right, that's actually so, a good
1: point. So here's <laughs> what I would do if I was to fix it, which is going to be changed, right? So, if it guess. was me, I mean, I've told you. So, so it's not the conference really winners and yeah. wild card, yeah, like uh, I mean, that, that but like that's not really a guess, right? <laughs> yeah, but should
0: there be more than
1: six? Six is good. Like that way, you give bye to the top two teams. Every Power Five
0: conference winner gets in automatically, and you get one wild card. I don't like it because, for example, this year, um, Georgia. Tennessee and Bama all should be in the playoffs if we're going to have six teams, if we were going to have six teams, not not at the four. I understand. But if we were going to have six teams, uh, I didn't I didn't need you didn't you shouldn't have had to pick between Michigan and Ohio State, for example. They're number two and
1: three. Ohio State could have got the wild card.
0: Okay, then what about Alabama?
1: Maybe they get that's what makes it fun. The wild card is the fun part of it. Like that's the best part is who's the wild card. I kind of I kind of like it. I feel like it's just
0: more BS than right now. Even it's all BS. It's like, no, <laughs> it's no, all because boring. right now it's just straight. They're picking the four best teams that they believe is the four best teams. The conference stuff is like, you know, what if what if it's USC and they have four losses? They just happen to win the conference. That's so stupid. And then Alabama would be like a one loss team out of the playoffs. Well,
1: then like, my thing is like, then what, what's the fucking point of the conferences? Then like don't have conference. Like what's the point of winning the Pac-12? There's no point.
0: But so like, that's going, why I'm making a, a point when there's when you make now there is going to be a point like this is the point i guess like the point is that now we have if we have 12 teams the, the playoffs actually mean something okay i i and i don't
1: everyone. love it i don't love it but anyway i i as i kept saying during the season cuz you and our father. I was like, oh, this is so stupid. Only 14. I'm like, guys, I know it's stupid, but they're changing it. So like I have no argument because they are changing it. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like it's changing. <laughs> like I've I, I can sit up here and tell you I don't like it, but it's gonna happen and I'm gonna watch it. Just like I watch everything. It sure is stupid. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got next, George? Oh, uh, quickly. Speaking of, speaking of stupid. No, no, no. Before you do that, I want to know, who do you, who do you got? Do you have TCU losing in the championship before we move yeah, on? Because the I game have, is on Monday.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I have TCU getting ran out of the building. By the time the game is over, I think they're going to send them out of this country and out of the Big 12 and send them to the, Amer- I don't know. Like, they can't win the national championship. There's no way, right? That was a very no. good,
0: attempt, very good attempt at a joke and then you, you stopped and it because you knew it's, I'm what not going to show you how to do it. That's not how you do it. I'm not going to show you anymore. Like that? It, no, that's... George, it, it, this, I'm honestly... I don't want to call stupid go. on the podcast thing. I was like, you, you can't figure it out by now. Can't fix stupid. That's what one of our friends... One of our good friends, Thomas Bright, always says. Can't fix stupid. And George said the same exact thing about Michigan versus TCU. So, once again... I did. I can't I can't, I can't help you understand sports, George. I can't do it all.
1: Well, I, I'm telling you, I'm picking Georgia to win, and I'm sure so many other people are. Not like I'm some real pseudomist, but well, what, what do you think?
0: I have Georgia winning, but okay. I, I, the the TCU Michigan was not a shocker to me at all because I you know me. Famously, I believe Jim Harbaugh's, I don't know if it's bad luck, but the guy cannot win an important game in his, to save his life. I mean, he's two and eight in bowl games now, right? I know. Michigan, was it? Yeah, it sucks. Jesus Christ, dude. How are you two and eight in bowl games? First of all, has he really been there for 10 years? Number one. Number two. Is... That was the fastest 10 years in history of yeah. 10 years. Number two is, come on. Like, losing in Super Bowls in every single playoff game possible. Like, of course. Poor Jim Harbaugh. Okay, you can get to your next topic now. Sorry. I had to, to wonder. We all, I think everyone's taking Georgia unless you're, like, an actual TCU fan. So
1: Exactly. Yeah. All right, here's the thing. Um, at the end of that Michigan um, TCU game, the last play of the game, there was a blatant, dirty, dirty, it's dirty, dirty, I think it was dirty, dirty hit by a TCU player because that's how they win games, dirtily. Um there it and, is, not a word. Okay, um, with, with cheating, cheaters. Um, so what happened was there was a targeting call. They went and reviewed it, and then they said it was no foul on the play, which, by the way, I agree with. I don't like making a big call like targeting. That's a technicality at the end of a very important game to extend the game. So my question to you, Sammy, when is it okay to ignore a call or calls in general in sports?
0: Well, first and foremost you know, I have to mention it is one that it's not targeting. Okay. So I, I I've done some more, you know, visual, re- visual research on it and looked it up. <laughs> if anything, I've, uh, I've done more, uh, what's it called? I've done more searching of pictures of it and he hit him a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, a little bit, he hit him a little bit in the like back almost back neck didn't touch his helmet so to me it's not targeting that's the first thing remember targeting does
1: not have to touch a helmet it means you go you're leading with your helmet that's what it means yeah but he didn't
0: either lead with his helmet the guy bent over so his helmet happened to hit him sort of he was leading with his shoulders and first of all it's not physically possible not lead with your helmet if you're tackling i know that sounds it actually makes i know that they have the rules like Physically possible the way physics work, you can't lean forward for a tackle without your head going forward as well. So it's kind of a weird way to explain the rule. Um, but I, like I said, even if it was slight targeting, I'm glad they did not call it because agreed. By the way, it's it was like it would have been like a technicality. You know, if the guy actually fucking like led with his head and like speared him in the back of the head, um, I don't care what point of the game is, yeah, you, you call it right. I think the biggest thing here is like you said, when do you call it? I think you only call it at those points of the game, you only call it if it's egregious. Egregious to the point where, like, if I don't call this, I'm botching one of the most obvious calls in the history of sports, right? Uh, for example, and I, I don't know if this is why they didn't call it, we all remember the Rams-Saints uh, um, what's it called? Playoff game, right? Right. The blatant pass interference. Now, I don't know if the refs just didn't see it, or the refs subconsciously—you know how it works. We're thinking, like, God, at this point in the game, do I call a pass interference? Do I call a pass interference? That was a moment where you do because it was so, so obvious. obvious. Yeah, but if yeah. it wasn't so obvious, I understand when a ref doesn't call it. Like, you don't want to change the game off a of technicality, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean,
1: here's my thing: there's certain stuff you don't call, right? Like in baseball, um, there was a—I was a Galarraga had the perfect game that. The umpire called them safe on a bang-bang play at first base with two outs in the ninth inning. Like, that's yeah, the situation. You,
0: you just call the guy out. Yeah, you call <laughs> him out at that time.
1: Yeah, just call him out. Um, look, if a guy is, I'm trying to think basketball-wise, if it's a, a guy's running, you don't call a moving pick on a game-winning basket,
0: <laughs> right? No. Well, unless it's blatant, bro. Unless like, it's
1: like so big, I'm talking about like a fifty fifty call, like, like barely. He might be moving. He might have leaned his shoulder a little bit. Like he probably let it go.
0: I, I think I don't. I see. I don't know about that one. That one, if it's, if it's impacting the play, like for example, that if it was called spearing, it didn't change the play. It was at the end of a play. Like his head might have hit his head. That's completely different than he did something like jumped off sides that they didn't call because it's such a close game and you're actually changing the impact. That's where I think it gets interesting, right? Like if somebody steps out of bounds, they step out of bounds. If they have a moving screen, they have a moving screen. If it's a pass interference, call pass interference. But a targeting in that type of situation would be like, we're talking about a post play it's it's like it's it'd be card. like
1: it'd be like if you make a stop on defense, you're up one, you're up one, make a stop on defense at the end of a basketball game, and then you like clapped in his face or something they call a technical foul
0: and that tie the game. Correct. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like those are times like, You just don't let it you like, let people have an egregious celebration or let somebody do some say something stupid to the ref's face at the end of a game. That's right, like right. you're bitching out a ref with one second left in the NBA finals and you're bitching at the ref while the other team's at the free throw line, they tee you up, and then they win the game because they get free free throws. Like, that'd be bullshit, right? That's the yeah. point where you say, I'm a ref. I got to keep myself level-headed and not call the whistle.
1: I guess I guess Michigan's been screwed on two t- two times now, right? I mean, they had this one where they got the uh, spear call, and then they had uh, Chris Weber calls a timeout, no timeouts left, and gets a technical foul to lose the national championship. So... Uh, a lot of technicality. Completely different, but sure. No, but, but you have to call that right. Like you have to give them the technical for that.
0: Yes, but you just the way you framed that whole thing made no sense
1: because you said two times. It- I lost you there for a second. Yeah, yeah, I lost you too for uh, a second. All right, You Might
0: yeah. not have even been targeting against TCU, so it's like correct. No, no, I, but like I the totally. Thing, they were out of fucking timeouts. Like, yeah, so I'm,
1: I'm just saying, like two times they've like kind of had a weird situation at the end of the game. You said screwed, so I just got, I had to mention it. So. I, I kind of wanted to just keep like complaining about it. To be honest with you, that's all.
0: <laughs> all right, fair, fair, fair. Um. In conclusion. If it's gonna change the fucking game and it's super close, don't call it. I think that's the conclusion. I like that conclusion. All right. Now we got a little we got a little bit of basketball and football topic, George. Yes, sir. Some of the worst trades ever, according to me, <laughs> got happened this offseason in sports. And I wanna know which one do you think is worse? Rudy Gobert being traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Or Russell Wilson's trade to the Denver Broncos obviously for the teams receiving the players not the other way around and I want you off the top of your head give me your opinion I'm gonna give look it up really quick the exact trade details of both off the I mean I don't think it's even close I think it's
1: uh Russell Wilson because it, it's the most important position in pro sports <laughs> um in all sports maybe is a quarterback. And when you give up that much for a guy who is going to impact your team as much as Russell Wilson would, and then he's done this, like, yeah, it, to me, it's the worst trade in history of sports because literally because it's a quarterback, like if he was a running back, if it's something like this is like the most important position and it is totally botched for now. Um, Rudy Gobert and like, yeah, his impact, it's a bad trade. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, he still gets minutes and is productive. It's just a bad trade. He's not costing his team by himself. He's not costing his team wins by being out there. Russell was just costing. Hey, no, him. no.
0: Yeah. He, ha- he has like a, a, what was it this year? His on off is like God awful.
1: Oh no, he's bad. No, no, he's bad. But like, like, I guess you still not a quarterback, right? You're not impacting the whole entire situation of a game. Like you can still also sit on the bench and like, that's fine. I think quarterback is yeah. just a different animal unfortunately that's why
0: see but th- okay forget that for a second forget like the impact for each team right now because let's just look at the trades themselves okay like what was given up because let's just assume they're both playing bad, which they are well like honestly Rudy Gobert is probably playing better than what Russell Wilson's playing because Russell Wilson's it's unbelievable how bad he's got. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh, but let's just assume, right? They're both playing bad. Just like based on what they're giving, right? How, which one's like actually worse, like what was given up for it? Because Russell Wilson, they gave up Drew Locke, a backup quarterback. Now, this is where it becomes difficult in sports because basketball like every player kind of has an impact and right Football doesn't like a backup quarterback's not an impact but they gave up shelby harris they gave up russell Wilson. i mean uh julock they gave up noah Fant. we got back-to-back first round picks and now it's becoming worse because of how bad the broncos are obviously because this next pick is going to be the sixth pick in the draft and we got their second round pick and fifth round pick last year and their second round pick this year so it's what a total of five picks
1: uh, two
0: first rounders, two second rounders and a fifth rounder plus those three players. The Rudy Gobert trade. I don't know if you remember or do you recall how bad it was or no?
1: Yes, and there's so you. many. Yeah, tell me exactly but um okay. yeah.
0: The Timberwolves received Rudy Gobert. That's it. No picks, no players. Just Rudy Gobert. The Jazz received I <laughs> I, when I'm reading over it now, I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude. What were they doing? Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leonardo Balmero, Walker Kessler, who was the 22nd pick in the 2022 draft, Jan- Jared Vanderbilt. We just, I thought three of those guys are extremely high level role players True. or starters in the NBA. So that's five players, including Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, and Jared Vanderbilt. Three productive. NBA players. And then they gave up. I can't even fathom. The 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029 first round pick. They gave up four. I didn't realize it was four. And the 2026 pick pick swap. So five picks, but four of them, 23, 25, 27, and 29 are all first rounders. And the Timberwolves right now are the 11th seed in the West. Their pick would be somewhere in the top 10 already this year. (laughs) Okay. That's
1: bad. It it is bad. Um, Man, I've been trying to answer this question and I'm having a hard time. Okay. So 80% of lottery picks in the NBA last more than five years in the NBA, but that's lottery picks. So how many lottery picks do you think they're going to actually have um, from this trade? Meanwhile, in the NFL, one in three first-round draft picks work out, and our starters for like over five years. It's kind of like difficult to like imagine because I don't. I feel like the NBA is such a crapshoot with first-round picks after the lottery. Hmm. Now, if they're lottery picks, like yeah, you give up a and lot. If they're
0: non-playoff teams, well, as of right now, it would be.
1: Yeah, right now it would be a lottery pick. So that makes it a little bit
0: different because. And, and do you think? Do you think by twenty twenty nine? I guarantee, I bet you Carl Anthony Towns is not on this team. Maybe not even Anthony Edwards. Nobody stays in Minnesota, first of all, especially now that it's not working very well. You could, they couldn't even get Kevin and Garnett, who won an MVP, to stay in Minnesota. Right. So th- this could be bad. You know what? The interesting thing is the Russell Wilson trade, we know exactly what happened and it's done, right? We know the impact of it. This is the last year, anything we get their picks is done. Yeah and it worked out extremely well for the Seahawks, and it's a disaster for the Broncos. But it has a chance to kind of get better if Russell Wilson's good, but it was a disaster picks-wise, yada, yada. The Rudy Gobert trade could become the worst trade ever, or it could end up working out okay. But the package was much worse. The Rudy Gobert package, I would say, is worse. But as of right now, the Russell Wilson trade's by far worse. But if, if the Timberwolves become a perennial bad team and this gets broken up, this was like this will be like with the Laker. Who was it with the Brooklyn Nets had right where they had like it was, like or was it the Celtics? Pierce. Yeah, it the
1: Paul Pierce trade. Uh, man, the one thing I'm looking at right now is Gobert's salary. I mean, he makes 38 million this year, 41 net the year after, 43 the year after, and 46 God. the year after. So they're both kind of in the same situation. Um, I'm still I'm gonna say though still Russell Wilson is worse right now. But yeah, Gobert has a chance to. To overtake it, I'm not short, short. like look because like let's say let's just say the Timberwolves make the playoffs this year as a ten seed or even like get past a play in game, non- lottery pick. And then they're not a lottery pick at all the whole time. Then you give them like the seventeenth pick, pick, the twenty first pick, the 18th pick, the seventeenth. like if you're giving them those picks, no, but then if all of a sudden it's a top three pick somehow or a top five pick. Twice, then yeah, you, you're you're in a whole heap of trouble,
0: dude. This is actually insane. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I, I I think that the Go Bear trade is gonna go down as the worst trade. That's that's my last statement. Okay, because because I think those those picks. Are going to become extremely valuable. Well, you're right. It has to be a lottery pick. Or yeah, otherwise. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I, I'm i going to go with the Russell Wilson trade will end up being the worst the worst
0: of these two trades. It was fucking bad, though. Both, both are. <laughs> yeah, they both are. Uh, Well, speaking of basketball, Rudy Gobert, whatever, stats, whatever we're talking about. We got a little new thing we're doing, George. Are you ready? I am ready. We're doing the the player comparisons, okay? And the first one, we don't even need to explain this. We're We're trying to pick players that are like each other in NBA history or in sports history. Luka Doncic versus Prime, James Harden. Now, this is very interesting because there's a lot of similarities.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. One of the differences I really want to point out real quick is James Harden is African American, and uh, Luka Doncic is from Slovenia. I don't know if anyone noticed that one, but that's uh, yeah, you know pretty, definitely a difference. There's definitely a difference there. Um, but um, I don't the know. Delivery
0: just wasn't there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know if uh, Luka likes strip clubs as much as James Harden does. But they're both prime. James Harden and Luka are both from playing in the state of Texas. Oh, that's playing in the state
0: is. of Texas, they both enjoy being a little out of shape when the season starts. They both yes. do enjoy that. We have Huka Doncic. He likes hookah smoking on the offseason. We know James Harden likes to go out and drink and go to strip clubs. They both definitely have the fun side aspect of them. On the actual basketball side, they're also extremely similar. Um, right. Now, I would say the general public prefers Luka Doncic over James Harden in general, um, maybe because there's some more... I don't even know what it is to his game. It's a little less dribbly, even though it's very similar. It's a little less dribbly. I didn't say a lot. A little. Yeah, it's a little
1: bit less dribbly. I also think it's because he hasn't,
0: like, I think, let's just say Luka
1: does this for another five, six years and never wins anything, just like James Harden never won People anything. People get then. tired of it also. People get tired of it also.
0: Yeah. I mean, as of right now, and this is, I guess, I want, I want to add something to this, sorry. Because as of right now, we're not saying who's the better basketball. Because James Harden's had the better career. He won an MVP. As of now, but like we're comparing like the prime James Harden when he won an MVP to what Luca's been doing these last couple weeks, right? Like, th- if this is prime Luca for the next five six years, man, I'd be shocked if this guy doesn't win an NBA championship. I mean, I said
1: this, and I actually put out a video about this uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, George on Tap, is that his ceiling, and I'm not saying he's going to reach his ceiling. I actually don't believe he will reach his ceiling is the greatest basketball player of all time that's his ceiling
0: I don't think so because he has plays no defense at least LeBron and Jordan had the ability to play some defense same with Giannis Giannis has a little bit of a higher ability I more I am gonna pause
1: you there that's part of not reaching his potential part of defense is want part of defense is being in really good shape that's why I don't think he can he's gonna I'm saying that's his ceiling but I don't think he's ever gonna get there I agree with you. He doesn't play defense. That's part of like the process of like reaching your full potential is actually caring about defense. Cause I think all these guys are good yeah. enough to play defense. I mean, if you're athletic enough to score 30, what does he have averaging 34 points, eight boards and eight assists a game, you're athletic enough to play defense. You just have to want to play defense.
0: Yeah. This is where it becomes extremely difficult, right? Cause if you, even if you played an ounce of defense, all of a sudden I could tell you quickly, Luca over prime James Harden, right? But because of that lack of defense, just like James Harden, it makes them so incredibly comparable and so incredibly comparable because they literally James Harden was the only guy we've seen in the last like 10 15 years just like scoring at 35 points a game and that's what Luca's doing now too. Yeah, They're I, I want to look up their one man uh, shows. MVP season. Do you remember what
1: year he won the MVP? Was it the 2015-16 season? You just want James Harden MVP stats, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I think I have it. I just need I have his stats, I just don't know what year it was 2018. Damn, that was like is that 2017, 2018, or 2018, 2019? See, this is where it gets difficult for me. Uh, I mean, 2017 18, 2017 18. Okay, he was averaging um 29 points per game. 8 boards, 11 assists. Luca's averaging 34.3, 8.8, and 8.9. More points, less assists, same rebounds.
0: Yeah. And that's the one thing we got to remember. Is, as much as James Harden's a little bit of a ballie hoggy dribble dribble-dribble-dribble, the guy puts up... How many assists was he averaging? 11. Jesus. That, that, yeah. Honestly, I know the usage is through the goddamn roof, but like that's quite impressive. <laughs> he averaged pretty much thirty and eleven on a sixty-five win team.
1: Right. That's the one thing with that season. It was it was a sixty-five win team. This uh, Mavericks team. Look, um, this Mavericks team doesn't have anyone other than Luca at all. <laughs> so, did t- oh, James Harden and Chris Paul at that point? No, no, no not at really? that point. So, um, him and fucking Dwight Howard. <laughs> no, I don't. I think not Dwight even. Howard is <laughs> gone it's from like that team. Patrick too.
0: Beverly. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dallas is doing okay. They are the four seed in one seven in a row. They are only two and a half games out. of Yeah, but one. they're not going to win this year. No, they're not. So I don't know, man. I'm going to take Luca because I think the scoring's better, and I just like Luca more. And I guess like, but there's, I think it's pretty even. The that that prime number one season is pretty even. But like, I'm just going to go for who I like more, and that's Luca Doncic. Doncic. By the way, <laughs> I, I got so much hate on my YouTube video for pronouncing his name
0: wrong. I know this guy did a video trying to show how to pronounce people's names while pronouncing them incorrectly. <laughs> no, no, I pronounced it. No, I'm talking about the actual one. It's Don
1: Kitch, it's not Don Chitch.
0: I understand, but you did a YouTube video about how to pronounce names. Yeah. While you pronounced it incorrectly. <laughs> what you're saying. Oh, you mean right now. Didn't you make a YouTube video about how to pronounce names? Yes. And you pronounced a name incorrectly to start no. the video. No, I did on purpose
1: that it was Luka Doncic is what I was saying. But it's actually Doncic was what I was saying, but it's actually Donkic. That was kind of the point that I was saying it wrong in my other video the whole entire time.
0: I, this is exactly what I just said. <laughs> I'm saying it's uh, I, it's funny. You made a YouTube video on how to pronounce last names in sports while you were pronouncing them. You were pronouncing Lucas incorrectly. <laughs> I'm but so, what, I'm so the confused. so was video about pronouncing names. Yes, but hold on. You're absolutely confused. You're confusing yourself. I said exactly what you said. I said you made a YouTube video about how to pronounce people's names. The point of the video was how do you pronounce these people's names, correct? Yes. And you were pronouncing it incorrectly.
1: In what? Right now or in In that that video?
0: video? No, I was saying how to pronounce it in that video. I appreciate. Sure I think you said it wrong. You said something wrong in that video. I think it was maybe it was the Giannis one. I think. it's Giannis that I, even with the pronunciation, I can't get it right. Okay, still. That's I, I say yeah. It's funny that your YouTube okay. video is about I pronouncing names, but still botched it. I don't know how to say Anton I always even I've looked it up fifty times. Sometimes I say Antonin Kupo. Sometimes say Antonin yeah. Kupo. There's no fucking way to say it. Like, <laughs> and yeah, if you sure. hear Giannis say it, it's in this like uh, crazy accent too. So you're like, okay, yeah, I'm um, not really gonna <laughs> get that one right. <laughs> yeah. That's. I was just saying, it was funny. that It was a video, you know, about pronunciation. And it was pronounced wrong, but it's it's very possible to do because it's a, it's a hard name. But that was the point. But I'm taking Prime James Harden. Of course you are. Um. No, he, I mean, is, did Luca win MVP yet? No. No. The, no. No. But I, but I was just saying, wasn't. I knew you would. Well, because it's it's pretty clear when we went through the stats. Like Prime James Harden has been better was better so far than Luca. We're not talking about who's gonna be better. We're saying. Would you take this Luka Doncic or the best year of James Harden? The best year of James Harden was better than what Luca's doing right now. But, not really, it's about the
1: exact same. Two more assists, six less points, or five less points. Like, it's, that's two assists. That's
0: four points. That's the only difference is two assists versus. I mean, five he points. averaged a double double. It's pretty not many. I think there was he was the only he was only the fifth player ever when they hit sixty five wins. Sixth player ever to average thirty plus points a game with a sixty five win team. So it was it was an extremely impressive year now it was very impressive well i I think i think the difference i think you're getting a little too on the like emotional do i like james harden side because that's not what it's about it's about like just numbers wise like the dude was what he did was crazy now i don't really necessarily think i think mvp awards are kind of stupid in the NBA these days because james uh, steph curry or lebron james probably should have been the mvp for the last nine years until like until Giannis and jokic the last two years right uh even even the last couple of years, like they could have fucking still won. The so I think it's kind of dumb, but James Harden's stats was crazy. I do think if you want to add to that is Luca will at some point have better season than prime James Harden. I just think right now that like what that prime James Harden is a little bit of a step above, but Luca long-term will like there'll be a season where we look at it and say, holy shit, Luca's averaging like 34 and 11. I, I, to, I don't. Especially.
1: I think thirty four nine and nine. That's
0: like the ceiling. He's not going to. It like... depends who he gets on his team, bro. The guy is nobody on his fucking team. The minute you have a better player on the team, if he gets some three point shooters around him, which I know he has a couple, but like, let's say the guy gets a Seth Curry type of guy, mm-hmm. you know, or Joe Harris, like the like the the Nets have. Didn't he have Seth Curry? I think he did, but like okay. I think it was his rookie year. Uh, but like. That could get you an extra assist or two a game, but it all, it all varies, but I think he'll, he'll end up having a better season than prime James Harden's MVP season at some point. And he's like fucking what? 23, 24? 23 or 24 years old. Yeah. I love the guy. I love watching him play. And, um,
1: only thing weird about him is his relationship with his mom. I don't know what's going on there.
0: Unfortunately, you know, they're like going to fight about something. Yeah, like a legal thing. Very battle. random side note. Only thing about him is his relationship with his mom.
1: <laughs> no, because I'm always talking about Aaron Rodgers' his bad relationships with his family, and I'm criti- criticizing him, and I'm like, I love Luca. So I might as well just you know announce, like, I do it. To be fair to Aaron
0: Rodgers, I don't know how he got into the conversation. but That's why I said it was very random. But, yeah, something's happened to this mom. But who knows? I mean, you never know what we read online these days, bro. Like, Seriously. honestly, like, who knows? Like, literally, who knows? It's kind of it's it's it is crazy. I feel like we're always in these people's lives, and because we hear so much information, it's like we never really know. Like uh, I always wonder. Like I wonder if like these players sometimes read headlines and like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but there's this is a court. This came out of a court, so it is happening.
0: There's a legal. Well, no, I understand I that. I'm just saying there's probably maybe like it's not as serious as we think. Or maybe oh it's yeah, serious. it's very
1: po- it's very possible.
0: I'm just saying it's funny how there's like just in general. Like if I was that famous, I wonder if I'd read some headlines and be like, what the. F-? Who came up with that? Like, where? Do, who said that? Like, I wonder if there's just something like Sammy George is not that close with his brother, and it's like, what, what, who came up with that? Like, we hang out every day. Who, like, you know, there's just some. It's so random. Like, doesn't have a good relationship with their wives, and you're like sitting there with your wife reading that on Twitter, and you're like, huh, I wonder who put this up. Seriously, bro. <laughs> speaking of a weird thing, speaking of wives,
1: this is not even a topic of conversation. Did you see what uh, G- Gabrielle Union said today? no so she came out and everyone of course everyone's like yeah you go girl but well, she's like well during my first marriage i felt like i was it was okay for me to cheat because i was the one making more money in the relationship so i was totally fine with cheating and i think it i was justified that's got a weird
0: uh weird
1: reasoning so she's saying like now that Dwayne wade makes more money if he cheated it's okay or i'm sure she's gonna be like no that's not okay or if a guy said that, how much hate would it be gotten?
0: If a guy said that, it would get a lot of negative press. I will tell you that right now. Uh, and it's a fucking stupid comment by her. But then again, dude, some of these people are so out of touch. Like, uh, like there's a lot of rich celebrities that are out of touch with reality. Like, what it's like to be a regular. And I'm Human. not saying in a bad way. Like, good for them. I've they're successful. They made their money. Like I, 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 I agree. I've, I would love to be in your situation. I'm not saying it in a way like being rich is a makes you a bad person. I'm just saying they're like out of touch, just a little bit out of touch with like how the regular world works. Like yeah, how regular. Bro, totally. Work. But I mean, I just, I can't believe she said
1: that and people were like praising her. I can't believe it personally. Yeah, it's stupid. It's quite stupid. I mean,
0: it's, it's wrong. It's actually messed up to say it's not. Yeah. A like, for it's your not,
1: kids. Yeah. It's life
0: lessons. Don't take them from Gabriel union. Yeah. Gabriel. Not good for your kids. Gabriel. Uh, Next one is Donovan. Speaking of Dwayne Wade, Donovan Mitchell. we were going to do Donovan Mitchell versus Dwayne Wade. But it's pretty clear that Dwayne Wade is going to be better than Donovan Mitchell. Or Don- yeah. you know what I mean. Whatever. Donovan Mitchell and Prime T. Mac. Shooting guards are a weird situation, right? Because I feel like there's only been like seven really good true shooting guards. It's been like Michael Jordan. It's been like the Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, James Harden. Kobe Reggie Bryan. Miller, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryan. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to make a list. This wasn't a ranking. Okay. Oh, okay. I was just like, yeah. uh, Reggie Miller. You, you cut my train of thought, but I named like six. There's not that many good, like, true, true shooting guards. Like, right. there's a lot of those point point shooting guards, and a lot of the small forward shooting guards. But Donovan Mitchell and T Mac, I feel like are a pretty good comparison, and we're starting to see it. Uh, he scored 71 points in a win. Just fucking insane! Like the NBA scoring is just so easy right now for them. Like, yeah, it's it's nuts. Donovan Mitchell versus Prime T Mac. Now, I think the easy beginning answer is T Mac, right? Because of how good T Mac was. Honestly, I don't know. I, I know, I, I know it's, it's, I know it's a very big discussion. But I'm just saying the easy answer at first, like at first thought, I feel like I would always say T Mac. But then if you stop and look at numbers and you think about it, like this is kind of what team Mac would be doing in this NBA right now, right? Like maybe coming in and scoring 60, 70 and not, probably not winning a championship still. You know, right?
1: Tracy McGrady, as a number one player, never won a playoff series. We've already seen Donovan Mitchell do that multiple times. Once, right? Was it once or multiple? I don't
0: know. I think they lose in the first round of the Nuggets every year for some reason.
1: <laughs> I feel like the <laughs> that, that Nuggets series was in the second round. And I know they beat, beat OKC that one year too, I believe. And did they get to a Western? I'll find that out for you. Yeah, and they might have went to a Western Conference Finals that. They did
0: not. I'm 100 sure.
1: Okay, maybe I'm nuts. Oh no, it's the Blazers. It's the Blazers. Damian Lillard who did Um, so I just that the playoff success, and you know me, I've never been like the biggest fan of Donovan Mitchell. Spider, like, but like, he's good, man. He's really. <laughs> that was my noise, bro. Can I know. He,
0: keep, keep going. You're taking my
1: noises. He he's just like. Honestly, he's just a hell of a scorer, and now he plays defense all of a sudden. I saw a clip on Reddit the other day. He was, like, during that 71-point game, he was going around, like, guarding a lot of people and, like, really high-end defensive energy. Uh, this Cav team is really good for him. Maybe he just need to get out of Utah. I, I don't think he'll ever win a championship just like Tracy McGrady never won a championship as a number one player. But... Yeah, man, I, he's really damn good, and I think he's a little bit better than Tracy McGrady. Or now the stats are just also ridiculous. That's why I think he's better than Tracy McGrady.
0: Sorry, I was trying to read eleven games in the playoffs when he was a rookie at twenty-one years old. Eleven games means that means two he series. Two seven plus four. yeah, it can be two series. Yeah, uh, second year five games, third year seven games. Again, I think that was the loss. That was the bubble one. I think he had thirty six points per game in the playoffs. Damn, uh, ten playoff games two years ago at age twenty four, averaging thirty two point three in the playoffs. So they made it past the first round twice now. Yeah, and then six. So they lost in the first round last year. So okay, he's he's played in forty playoff games already. Um, and honestly, when I look at Donovan Mitchell's stats, maybe better than I sometimes assume. Like this year, he's averaging twenty nine point three. Um, he's even back to his rookie year. He's never averaged below 20 points and it's just gotten better every year. Pretty much like 20, 23, 24, 26, 26, right. 29, uh, steady, you know, four or five rebounds, steady four or five assists, steadily shooting 50% from the field, steadily shooting, uh, it was like 37% from three. He's, he's only 26, I might have underestimated how good Donovan Mitchell is, maybe because he was in Utah.
1: Yeah, totally, and he played with your favorite Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Gobert. No, yeah, but I, I'm going to take – I mean, I guess Donovan Mitchell versus Tracy McGrady. Uh, I love T-Mac, right? But I feel like T-Mac was a lot more – and he was really good. I don't want this to be hated, hating on T-Mac, but he was a lot more – less substance, more flash. And I feel like Donovan Mitchell sometimes doesn't get like that that praise he deserves. And he's more substance than flash.
0: Like he's actually doing stuff out there. It's not just like, it's not just like we all love him. So we have to like him. I know what you mean. Yeah. dunk contest champ. Like type of thing. Right. I think we just don't praise him enough. Cause there's guys that like, you get really famous and they get maybe a little too much love. Like Aaron Gordon for a while, even though he's a great role player, but like, because he was dunking really well, people are like, Aaron Gordon the hey. Nuggets. Now he's been great for the Nuggets, so don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm he's just great like, as a third fiddle, third fourth, yeah, fourth even. Like yeah, that team's better off if it's Michael Porter after Jokic and then Jamal Murray and then Aaron Gordon. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, the flash sometimes makes you lose sight. And now Donovan Mitchell. Remember, he's on the Jazz. He was like a three-year college player. He's not like a big huge. He was like the 15th pick in the draft. He wasn't like a Zion, Ja Morant. Drafted top two, everyone loves you. Like, man, I might rather have this. Would get so much hate. But I might rather have Donovan Mitchell than John Morant for five years. That's gonna get like, so much fucking hate. Who would you rather have?
1: <laughs> uh, probably John Morant, but not by much. Who's more likely to win you an NBA championship? Probably. I think
0: Donovan Mitchell. I,
1: I don't think either one, but like, I'll take John Morant slightly. Here, here's man that that's gonna get a lot of hate. though. you rather have. Donovan Van Morant. Wow. That, I mean, look, I like the take. I'm going to tell you that. I like you it. Better it, than was him it was a good take. It's a good take. Um, damn. Okay, here's a question for... You were in the for, middle
0: of a sentence. I don't know where, where we were going with that. Yeah, I just,
1: remember, I just remembered it now what I was going to say. Here's my only argument for T-Mac, right? T-Mac at his prime prime, I think he was the second best player in the NBA after Kobe at one point in the NBA, right? It was him and Kobe, probably the top two players in the league at one point point during his prime um i don't think donovan mitchell is at close to the second best player in the nba at any point of his career okay that's fair yeah he probably won't be and he probably won't be where everybody where is he like the 14th best player in the league right now maybe i would say he's like the ninth or tenth him and like devin booker
0: yeah so uh, another like another
1: good shooting guard another good shooting guard yeah it's been the year of a shooting guard
0: alan iverson would you consider him shooting or a point guard
1: God, today, okay, back then he was considered a shooting guard, but now they'd probably consider him a point guard. Okay. I'm just wondering, guard.
0: because I, I left him out. I didn't want to leave him out. If I, I don't want to get, you know, I'm not trying to get some comments. In. All right, like, so, dude, so let's, let's now do Iverson. John Morant or Allen Iverson. Maybe we should do something. <laughs> Allen Iverson. That's not, that's not even close. Not even fucking close, bro. Come on. <laughs> not a big John Morant guy. Me either. It's a little too cocky for me. And I like cockiness, so don't I like fucking, uh, my favorite player is a guy that calls himself King James. Like, <laughs> I don't mind cockiness, but John Moran was like, we got the West covered. They were like 9 and 11 against the West at that point, like, and then lost three straight. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up, bro. I know, seriously. I like John Moran. I actually do like watching him. He's fun to watch. He's like very Derrick Rose, Allen Iverson esque, very Russell Westbrook esque. I just don't like the comment. Honestly, if anything, I'm just pissed about that comment for some reason. Me too. I probably, um, probably care about it for way too much for no reason. Um, John, uh,
1: you saw that like headline a couple months ago about Justin Herbert. Like Justin Herbert is just a social media quarterback. Yeah, that was Emmanuel Acho. Okay, well, I mean, John Morant's just a social media NBA superstar. Is that your take?
0: I mean, I didn't say that, but. I just think Donovan <laughs> Mitchell's better than John Moran, bro. Like I don't know. I know. I'm just throwing it out there. I just think, yeah, the highlight clips is what people like, right? And they like the the hair is fucking swag, and he jumps out of the building and swag. The Grizzlies jerseys are fucking sick. Yeah, playing in Memphis is just cool in general because Jaw has the sub the southernness. Uh, like, uh, what's the draw that he has to yeah. his boys? He fits perfect for Memphis. The team's kind of swaggy, so it all works out. I have nothing against them, and if they win, that. Honestly, I'll be happy if John Moran wins the championship. I don't care. I'm just saying I don't like his fucking comment about and I think he's I think he's gotten overblown for not being as for being better than he is, even though he is really good. Like he's a potential future MVP. So I'm I think one thing in terms of like when you talk about athletes and sports players, it's like you Know people either think that you're if you say something, it's either like you hate John Morant or you love John Morant, right? Like, I agree. There's always there can be somewhere in the middle, like you can think somebody is really good and talented and fun to watch, but you also can think that they're overhyped at the same That's time. That's how mean I you don't like them, right? I, I always said, um, about a lot of players, right?
1: I dislike their fans more than I dislike the player,
0: yeah. I, I dislike. Russell Westbrook, Brooke Truthers more than Me I too. dislike Russell Westbrook because I think Agreed. Russell Westbrook's fucking awesome to watch, especially when he was, you know, as athletic as right. he was. And I think he is a cool dude. He's a nice parent. Like he is, he's fun to watch on social media. He has interesting outfits, but it bothers you more when people are like, "He definitely could win a championship as a number one." And You're like, and well, you're like obviously no, he's not. not going to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously not. Oh, all right. I think it's enough on Russell Esperk and John Marant. <laughs> uh, should we go to the last topic, George? Yeah, let's go to the last topic. Okay. Quickly. Well, we have a non-sports topic at the end, so stay tuned for that. It's an am I the asshole topic where you guys can submit your own stories to. Uh but before that, I didn't even download the clip, but Skip sip, oh my gosh, that's a tongue twister. Wow. Skip and Shannon Sharp on Undisputed did get in a fight today after not Shannon physical, Sharp. Huh? No, the verbal as always, it's undisputed. Um, they were arguing because Shannon took the day off of the show after what happened with the uh, Damar Hamlin stuff. And then he mentioned Skip's tweet that he didn't like. And then they just started arguing and, you know, like, okay, fine, just start the show and like kind of went silent. And it, it kind of got me thinking two things. One, I think Shannon, you know, was being genuine maybe in his monologue, but. I also felt like that was kind of a weird time for them to both make, it felt like almost staged like part of the show again, right? Like here we are again, part of the show, trying to make internet clips, which it worked. It worked. So I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but it almost feels like that and genuine in some sense. And then it brings me to the point that we just had a conversation about sports athletes and debates and who's better than this and who's better than that. And we both have a smile on our face, right? Do you think, at the end of the day, this ESPN FS1 style will eventually be outdated? Or do you think it's for a certain audience that is always going to like that? Because I feel like our generation, for example, like people in their like teens, 20s, and 30s, I, I don't know if they... I don't have many friends that sit there and actually watch Stephen A. Smith yelling at the camera. Right, I don't. I know you don't. None of your friends watch Uh, Stephen A. No,
1: but I think it's it's it's. I think those type of things are going to become just social media clips. I think that's really what it is: social media clips, clicks, YouTube views. What could be the most outlandish statement I could do? But I think in general, people don't want to listen to podcasts like that anymore. I don't think people want to consume a large amount of that anymore.
0: You're You're wrong. You are wrong. That's that, God, that's, what yeah. that, that's what their show would be right now. Because just because people don't want to consume that anymore, you you ain't know nothing. You know you know nothing's dead, dead just yeah. yelling like, 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 <laughs> that's what that's what they it's do. Like
1: so passionate, like like I know the Jaguars are gonna beat the Tennessee Titans this week.
0: Like, okay, okay, dude. Oh, you missed the table slam, but I don't want to. I was going to slam the table, but I knew it was going to be bad audio. (laughs) Well, no, you also tend to break things sometimes and like you'll knock your coffee over. It'd be a bad (laughs) sign. So I just, just, I'm just glad you didn't.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think people can still consume those clips in a very small amount, but I think people rather hear a nice conversation, a little bit of jokes, laugh. I don't think people like being yelled at anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, there's no point of it. It's, it's interesting. I, I do think that whole world of, these shows have got to die down eventually, man. Like the best show, the only show I watch on FS1 is Colin Cowherd because it's yeah. like a podcast, it's like a radio show. Then they bring on fucking speak with Joy Taylor and Emmanuel Acho, and he always wants to give you the seven-hour monologue about how he's so much smarter than you. And Joy Taylor wants to yell about the dolphins, and it's like dude, I just don't care.
1: Heat like, Nation, I'm Heat Nation. Yeah,
0: okay, I wouldn't mock. George Mocking Woman is just not the place you I, want to I, be at. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. I'm not. I'm I'm mocking you, her choice.
1: because she is. Honestly, I I'm not. A I'm fan just telling of her you. Take. This is
0: not the field you want to get into. Is the Mocking right. Woman field?
1: I think there's a lot. We don't of very love cancel color. culture. <laughs> no, we do not. I just don't like her because many reasons, which we'll get into maybe another time. Maybe we should make a big monologue. Why Why Joy Taylor is not very good to listen. But, yeah, but anyway.
0: you, you can get canceled from multiple cultures there. I, I'd be careful. I'd be careful.
1: All right. I will not say anything. I'm not going to uh, get us in trouble this is, here.
0: This is like the Ryan Russillo uh, show. I don't know if you're watching, like on his life advice. They got in trouble for saying girls. Really? And now they, they didn't get in trouble, but they've gotten emails about how it's very derogatory. So now every time somebody says girl on the podcast, Kyle will go like, damn it. I mean, woman. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's that's just like one of those. And like, you know, they were like, oh, uh, like, we're, we're not here to offend nobody. All right. Right. I'm not,
1: not here. here to offend anyone and I'm not <laughs> here. Well, unless you're a John Moran fan, <laughs> that's a different point. Or, or, a, different or a Joy
0: Taylor, Taylor fan, apparently. Or, <laughs> or a Joy Taylor fan. Um Those shows need to go, though. That's all I'm saying. I yeah. think at some point we got to just stick to like entertainment, not, not like yelling, screaming and fights that's all I'm
1: saying. I think the most
0: important thing
1: and a podcast in general is don't lecture me and I feel lectured by a lot of different shows nowadays and I think the lecture of lecturing in shows is really my biggest problem
0: yeah we'll, we'll see how long they last George we'll see how don't
1: le- don't lecture me bro
0: don't lecture me I think that's all we got sports wise for today. you got anything else? no, nothing else, my man that, that's it all right last but not least George, lead the way.
1: All right, so we are bringing back the long-anticipated, highly uh, sought-after Am I the Asshole
0: part. So I the asshole. And if you want to submit them, let me just add that, just email us at hello at com, or DM us anywhere on social media if you have a little story that you want submitted on the podcast.
1: Perfect. All right, so today's Am I the Asshole is Am I an Asshole for wanting hot food? That's right, hot. All right, so here's a story from Reddit uh user, ironically, it's too cold for that. Okay. All right. Yesterday I went ice skating with my girlfriend. Tuesday is one of her days for dinner.
0: So she made why did you emphasize food. dinner? I'm this just wondering. I'm interested in your story. T- Tuesday is the day for dinner. Dinner. <laughs> so, was, there, was that important?
1: It's dinner, yes. It's important. The whole the whole story is about dinner, food. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I was just wondering, is that an important word that yeah. I should remember?
1: Yes. All right. So let's, re- so they went teases on her day for dinner. So she made chicken salad. When I saw the chicken salad, I admit, I, this is important. When I saw the chicken salad, I admit I made a face. She was like, quote unquote, what's the problem? I said that we were <laughs> outside in the cold afternoon and I wasn't really in the mood for mood for cold food. She said, we're inside. The heat is set to 74 degrees and we're both wearing warm, dry clothes. So it's plenty warm enough to eat a salad. I said sure but i just wanted something warm to heat me up on the inside she said that was ridiculous because my internal temperature is in the 90s and my insides are plenty hot at this point we were going in circles so i said i was going to heat up some soup and told her to go ahead and start eating and i'd be back in a few minutes when i came out of the kitchen with my soup she was clearly upset and she asked how would i feel if she refused to eat what i made tomorrow which is now today I said, I won't care. And she said that was BS because it's rude to turn your nose up at something someone made for you. Was I the asshole for not wanting cold salad after being cold all day? This one's very (laughs) odd. I know. Um, I've never thought of this. this No,
0: he's not the asshole for wanting something cold, something warm to warm himself up. But like, (laughs) he in this scenario, it's a very... uh, dumb reasoning right i mean like she made you food just eat the food and you could say like hey maybe in the future like on a rainy day i'm more interested in hot food but like oh thanks so much like i don't i don't necessarily feel like he made a face was a problem out. you know the face is fine but you could say like oh I was, I was i was thinking we're gonna have something warm not cold today but like whatever thank you like in the future if it's raining like i, I do like warm meals i'm weird like that you know like put yourself in that situation where you're like Admitting, like, I don't know, I'm kind of odd. Like, just you're getting yeah, a little, I've weird. never, I've actually never thought of that, right? But it kind of makes sense. No, it doesn't I, make sense because he just said they're, I, at first, I thought you were saying they were outside, but like they're indoors, right? Home. But the
1: other day, let's not forget, when it was a little hot outside, I was eating soup and I was like, Do You want some soup? You said, I don't like soup when it's hot outside and you're inside, yeah. So it's just like, it's the opposite, but like,
0: yeah, I guess sometimes certain weathers,
1: ask for certain food
0: i wouldn't be like if like somebody brought me a bowl of soup i wouldn't be like what the fuck (laughs) yeah i know totally i know i know you wouldn't like if i was outside i maybe would like if i was sitting outside in arizona and it's 100 degrees and like you walked out with like hey you want a bowl of uh like hot soup i'd be like absolutely not but like they're indoors right now i i thought at some point you were saying it was they were outdoors like at an outdoor event and i was like they were they were earlier ice skating Okay. I would understand if like at the ice skating rink she pulled out something like ice cream and you're like, Okay, the dog, like it's it's fucking cold. But they were at home. Like, have you you've gone you've eaten a salad in the winter before. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Of course I yeah. have. So yeah. uh yeah, you're not the asshole for the the face or requesting it, but you're an asshole for not admittingly saying like, yeah, I know I'm weird, but like this is what I prefer. But neither one of you are the asshole. It's confirmed, no assholes in the scenario. I think uh, his face was probably unnecessary, and it sounds like her response was a little maybe aggressive back. But it's not totally. the asshole. What's your thoughts, uh,
1: man? Like he's not an asshole, but like it's really hard. No one's an asshole. You're right. No one is an asshole here for this. Like, like. Someone said you are the asshole. If you wanted something warm for dinner, you should have articulated that in, adva- in advance. Like, I don't know about that either. Uh, like, I it, I it doesn't make you an asshole. Now, is it an asshole move to not eat the chicken salad, though, Sammy, and go bring just heat up soup?
0: How long chicken salad last? Like, can it be a. I have no idea. I'm not. Can it be salad. a I'm like a. Gonna- uh, I think for tomorrow, if so, then like, yeah, whatever, who gives a fuck? Probably still cold outside tomorrow,
1: too, but he's not going to be eating the chicken salad.
0: (laughs) No, no, but it's not about the cold outside. It's because he was at something cold, ice skating. There's a reason he mentioned ice skating, because he wasn't saying like, I was like, at the grocery store cold. They were ice skating.
1: Someone said they totally agree with them, and they don't eat cereal in this winter.
0: (laughs) Cereal? (laughs) Yeah,
1: because it's cold. They don't like cold milk in the winter,
0: cereal, mm, no cereal in the winter. No one's an asshole here. I'm just saying. He didn't need to eat it either, though. So, no one's an asshole. I just think both of you guys can handle your reactions better. Maybe it's a relationship problem. Yeah, maybe you guys should reconsider your relationship.
1: Yeah. Or of it. She some should know. Also, she it.
0: Should know. God damn it. Well,
1: I mean, it depends on how long they've been dating. I don't give a damn. Maybe it's the first winter together. That could be a
0: never knew about his problem. No one's an asshole. I agree. <laughs> Concluded. All right, I think that's all we got, G. That's it. Um, Much love. We'll be back um, in about a week, right? Yeah, about a week, roughly. We'll see you guys after the the, the playoff schedules are set for the NFL. There's a college football champion, and somehow there's always more NBA. Always. I feel like there's always NBA. There's always (laughs) NBA.
1: And John Morant still won't be a champion by then, too, so we're good. Correct.
0: I I have some time much love y'all uh it's the sports on tap podcast and uh we'll see you next time turn on your notifications on youtube if you're watching this on youtube so you can uh see when we go live every week much love and george what do i like to say hey thank you so much
1: for stopping by Peace.